Coming up on this week's Planet Japan, the Japanese government debates child porn, and we'll tell you about the world's worst boss. Stay tuned for episode 103 How to Play Kanto Golf. Direct from Okayama City in the heartland of Japan, it's yet another episode of Planet Japan with Amy and Doug. Join them as they guide you through the wacky and the whimsical, the weird and the wonderful, from everyone's favorite planet, from sea to shining sea. It's time for another exciting adventure. And now, here's Amy and Doug. So, you want to hear Joe? Sure. Well, this one's about a, a doctor and, and a patient. And、uh, the patient comes in, and the doctor、uh, takes a battery of tests, and、uh, he's got bad news. And he says to the, to the patient, Oh, gee, I'm really, really sorry to have to tell you this, but、uh, looks like you're not going to live much longer. <gasps> oh, no. How long have I got? Well, I'd say you've got about 10. 10 weeks, 10 years? Well, yeah, hang on. 9, 8, 7. It looks like you're really not going to live much longer. Wow. Matter of seconds. Yes. This is sad news, probably, for the patient. Yeah. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. But happy news for everybody else is that Amy is back in Japan.、Mom. Welcome back. The cows must be very happy. <laughs> well, shall we、uh, jump right into episode 103? Wow. Perhaps introduce ourselves. I'm Doug DeLong. And I'm Amy Moo Chavez. And we're just thrilled to be back once again. Yeah. yeah. And I would like to send a special thanks to Junko for、uh, co hosting for me while I was gone. Indeed. Thank you, Junko. She did a heck of a job. Yeah, she always does. Yes,、yeah, she does. She's good. She's a professional.、Mm, you know, I have her working on、uh, an answer for me. I've had this question about, you know, Japan and the Japanese. And I asked her, because she is Japanese, and she didn't know the answer. But she said she would ask her 96 year old grandmother for the answer. Mm hmm. And the question was I mean, nowadays there are Western toilets all over Japan. Thank God. Yeah.、Um, but before, when there were only squat toilets, how did people use the toilet if they sprained their ankle or, you know, pulled their MCL or ACL? Or they pulled their groin. Yeah. Pulled anything, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. It's like, how did they do it? <laughs> Think about it. So she's going to investigate this. Yeah. On yeah. the other hand, now that I think about it, if they were all pit toilets, then, you know, you just drop the bomb and that would be it. Yeah. But if you had water in that toilet, it could really backfire. Okay. Well, I'm going to do my own parallel investigation and see what I can come up with. Okay. And Between、we'll、the two of us, I'm sure we'll find <laughs> the, the answer to this perplexing question. That's right. And、uh, we'll let everyone know the answer next week. Well, that'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'll give people something to look forward to. Exactly. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been away for a while. I have. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Would you like to fill us in on your escapades? I went to Bali.、Uh-huh. Um, and while I was down there, I worked on the new design of Moo clothing. Oh, a new design. Yeah. We're、um, making surfing clothes now.、Mm-hmm. And I have Moo board shorts. Moo board shorts. Yeah,、wow. and moo rash guards. I have no idea what that means. Rash guards. <laughs>、um, they're those polyester nylon、uh, shirts that fit really tightly, and they're for when you go out into the sun. They're originally there for surfers, and because it helps prevent a rash from developing on your stomach because there's wax on the top of the surfboard. So it you know, 
it created a shield there. It just dries out really quickly, and it keeps the sun off you as well. Indeed. Now everyone's using them just for swimming and jet skiing and all kinds of outdoor water sports. So we have those. They're really cute. All this is up on the blog, so do check it out at the thedailymoo.blogspot.com. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So I worked really hard. Did you do any surfing? I did. Not as much as I'd like to have, but... So you've never, like, been eaten by a whale or anything? Um, just once. Oh, oh just it was very time. interesting to go down the hatch and you yeah. know, see inside the whale. And, like Jonah. Yeah, and then it, <laughs> and then he just spurted me out. Indeed. Yeah. He kind of ejaculated you. <laughs> ejected. Kind of. I'm sorry. Ejected you is what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah, whales have lots of sperm. Eh? Have you heard that? Well, the sperm whales. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, no, no. But, like, apparently leaders and leaders and leaders of sperm. Whales, whales have a lot of sperm. Whale sex must be oh. awesome. Yeah, but I do have yeah. some news. Oh, tell us. I uh, have a new column. A new column? Yeah. In the no. Japan Times? Well, I still have my Japan-like column in mm-hmm. the Japan Times. This is a new column with a different newspaper. I now have a humor column with the Bali Times. Oh, the Bali Times. Yeah. In Bali, I'm guessing. Well, yeah, it's a national uh, newspaper, but it is mm-hmm. uh, mostly about Bali. It's uh-huh. an English yeah. newspaper it's in English. Bali, mm-hmm. and it's a humor column yeah. related to um, cows. <laughs> you know, I can. That's the great thing about it because mm-hmm. the Bali cow is actually quite famous and the Balinese love their cows. So I can really talk about cows as much as I want to because the Bali cows are special. They're different from other cows. Mm-hmm. And um, they have all these like special points about them, which I'll fill you in over the next several weeks. Well, that'll be good. Yeah. But it's a humor column that you you can choose any subject you want? Yeah, but it has to be about like... Being in Bali and the different Uh customs and, you know, like driving. And those of you who have read my Japan Light column over the years know that I do write about Indonesia quite a bit. And when I travel to any other country, I usually write about some of the things there. So you'll have two columns going at the same time. Yeah, And two different newspapers. Yeah. You're a busy girl. And now I have four deadlines a week. Oh, my God. (laughs) Including Planet Japan. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Well, here in Japan, uh, coming soon is a um, debate in the Diet on the current uh, law regarding child pornography. Uh, because what is ju- the current law? Current law in Japan is that it's uh, illegal to possess child pornography for the purpose of selling or distributing it. Mm-hmm. However, if you just are possessing it for your own use, then uh, it's it's legal. Really? Yeah. Whereas in most countries. Uh, like in the U.S., for example, if you possess it, you're breaking the law. So that's the big difference. And in Japan, it's it's legal to possess it, but it's illegal to sell it, which is kind of a conundrum. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. hmm <laughs> Right. Makes a lot of sense. So the, um, mm. the U.S. has been speaking at the highest government levels to the government of Japan, encouraging them to change the law so that just right. the act of possessing it will be illegal. Right. As it is now, you have to possess it because you want to sell it. That's illegal. That'll be interesting to see. Right now, only Japan and Russia in the G8, they're the only two countries where it's uh, legal to possess child porn. Yeah, you'd think it would be more of a privacy thing that, you know, you wouldn't be able to really, you know, decide what people should look at and what they shouldn't in their own homes. Well, there are people who say that, yeah, that uh, you should be able to 
possess whatever you want. With child porn, though, you've got really young victims, and and people oh, sure, yeah. when people are possessing it, they're creating a market for it. So to try to to get rid of that market, I can understand the point of view that you shouldn't be able to possess child porn because it creates a market. I think if if you're talking just about regular porn, I think that's a whole different thing. I think anybody should be able to possess that, mm-hmm. no problem. To me, it's kind of interesting that the U.S. government feels that they can kind of tell Japan what to do. Yeah. On this, on any matter. Well, they tend to try to tell the whole world yeah, what to do. That's exactly right. They, yeah. So, <laughs> they I mean, do. why would they? Why would Japan be an exception? Yeah. What I love is that the Japan is adopting all these education ideas from America. And it's like, um, look at America's education. Are you sure you're doing the right <laughs> thing here? Is this really the road you want to go down? Exactly. Yeah. And so they got rid of the five day school week and mm-hmm. all those things, and now they've got all these uh, kids. Hanging about loitering, causing, you know, problems. Loitering Gee, children, yeah. You know? That's not good. It's like, well, <laughs> what, what were you thinking? <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, we'll see what happens. The uh, Diet is going to be meeting soon to talk about changing the uh, current law. Speaking of diets. Yes. How's yours going? My uh, diet is uh, about a week old. Mm-hmm. I've dropped about um, five pounds or so. That's great. Yeah. I'm well on my way. On the downside, I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, you know. Yeah. And I, I, I do miss all my favorite foods. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which are? Oh, you know, your basic uh, hamburgers and pizza and ice cream. Uh, yeah, that wouldn't be uh, part of a <laughs> diet, would it? I've exchanged pizza and hamburgers and ice cream for uh, fish, chicken, and uh, apples. Apples. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just not the same. Mm, it's better, isn't it? I've found that I've gained a new appreciation. I have kind of rediscovered the joy of fruits, especially peaches and oranges. Oh, good. They're quite yeah. tasty. Very. Yeah, although uh, in Japan, for some reason, peaches are like ridiculously expensive. Oh, really? Yeah, I paid 10 bucks the other day for two peaches. No way. Yes, I did. Well, I think um, that if you're on a diet, you might be interested in Marge. Marge, the low-fat cow? Yes. Oh, is it time for a cowtail? It is time for cowtails, and we're going to talk about Marge, the low-fat cow. And I'm going to start off with a moo. A moo to Marge. (laughs) Moo. I hope she hears that. Really, she's a very special cow who uh, gives low-fat milk as opposed to, you know, the regular milk with all the saturated fats in it. Wow. Yeah. And they discovered her, that she was very unusual, and they started breeding her. And now her calves are giving low-fat milk as well. Wow. Isn't this amazing? That's amazing. She's a smart cow. And um, they say that this low-fat milk is good for the brain as well. She's a freezing cow. Uh, She's a freezing cow? She's <laughs> freezing cold? cow living in New Zealand. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Because the Frisians are Dutch, aren't they? I have no idea. I think so, yeah. <laughs> so she's already, you know, kind of immigrated uh-huh. to New Zealand. And she has a chance mutation, okay, that has given her a lower fat content of her milk, you mm-hmm. know, compared to other cows. Okay. There are three differences in Marge as opposed to other cows. She still has the normal level of protein in her milk, but with a lot less fat. And uh, she doesn't produce any unsaturated fat. And on the contrary, it's milk with very high levels of omega-3 oils, which supposedly improves brain power. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Yeah. So um, hopefully we'll, you know, can get some of this stuff, improve our brain power. But this is the great thing. If you were to go to New Zealand to find Marge, you know, and have a talk with her, drink Mm -hmm. some of her milk, you wouldn't be able to find her. She's in an undisclosed location. That's right. 
they consider this commercially sensitive information. <laughs> so they have kept a secret the herd's location. Ah. Aha. Secret herds now. Guarded I by the CIA, ya. probably. Probably. Yeah. Also, this is interesting, too. Marge's butter is more like margarine, which I guess is why they call her Marge. Margarine. There you yeah, go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's easily spreadable. Well, that's nice. Right from their fridge, yeah. Right yeah, from so, the fridge. Yeah. Easily spreadable, Marge. I think she's just, you know... Marge likes to spread them. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, good for Marge. Are we soon going to have uh, low-fat cows all over the place? One would hope so. Yeah? Yeah, and I imagine she couldn't be a very fat cow either. Probably a little skinny thing. A skinny cow, for uh-huh. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, good luck to Marge. Yeah, thanks, Marge. <laughs> I mean, you've really brought a new era into milk. And I'd like to send out a special mood to Sheila Bacon, who sent us this story. Hey, Doug. Yeah. I brought you a farm animal. Oh, you brought me a farm animal? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you really haven't touched it. Looks like a pig. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, this pig is cute. It's, it's adorable. It's damn cute. It really is. Yeah. And now, I it's a pig and a cow. They came together oh, really? as a pair. I got them in the 100 yen stores. <laughs> oh, of course. Yours is worth 50 yen. <laughs> <laughs> you twist her little head off, and it becomes a uh, some kind of writing instrument. Yeah, it's a marker. It's a marker. Isn't that cute? For when you want to mark up your pig. Anyway, isn't that cute? That's, that's just darling. I love the 100 yen store. It's they precious. They have so many fun things in there. <laughs> <laughs> For only 100 yen. Exactly. Now, you know, uh, there's been a big brouhaha brewing Mm -hmm. about this whole uh, Paris Hilton thing. Now, uh, people were very upset because uh, she got sentenced to or she was scheduled to serve like 23 days in jail or something. She got out after like um, two or three days. The sheriff said, you know, you can go on home, put on that little ankle bracelet and uh, you'll be just fine. Mm. And she said, "Okay, thank you very much. She went home. The next day, the judge in the case who had originally sentenced her to, like, I think 45 days, he uh, got uh, really upset with the uh, the sheriff, said, hey, you can't do that. He ordered that she go back to jail. So now she's back Back to jail. Yeah, now she's sitting back in jail and uh, apparently will serve out the remainder of her sentence. So there's this big back and forth kind of uh, political maneuvering or control for power going on between the judge and the the sheriff in the case. Okay, so people got all upset that... uh, Paris Hilton got out of jail so soon, saying it was a case of uh, celebrity justice. And I can kind of see people's point of view on that. But at the same time, I think that the judge in the case was a, was kind of a dick mm-hmm. because he originally sentenced her to 45 days, which is way more than almost anybody else would receive in her identical uh, situation. So it's kind of a case of reverse celebrity justice, right? I think. The judge was the one that uh, once she had gotten out of jail, ordered her back to jail. So the whole thing has just gotten to be kind of ridiculous. Yeah, a brouhaha. It's a brouhaha. It's the classic case of a brouhaha. Indeed. Yeah. But, you know, maybe that the judge had, you know, something with the media because they all wanted to make a circus out of it. And so... Oh, the media yeah. loves it. Yeah. Yeah. The cable stations the other day interrupted their G8 coverage to show Paris Hilton in the police car going back to the courthouse. No. Yeah. Oh, my god. Obviously much more important than oh, right. the G8. Right. Breaking Indeed. news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there you go. On the other hand, you know, Paris Hilton is very hot. She doesn't really, I don't think hot women should be in jail. That's my point. Hmm. If you're hot, I think you should should get like a 
a get-out-of-jail-free card. Because you get the prisoners all excited. Exactly. You don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know she has a line of dog clothing. I've heard something about that. And I thought, what's that, like dogs in prison stripes? (laughs) Indeed. Yeah. Coming to a runway near you. Well, good luck to, to Paris Hilton. Yeah. As she rests in her new accommodations. Right. And, of course, if you want to read more about Paris Hilton and lots more, you can go over to my brand new blog, Nuts, Dicks, and Boobs. Because <laughs> you've got a video up there, don't you? Oh, I got of lots of videos. I got tons Paris of videos. Hilton. Oh, it's a video. funny, yeah, there's a funny Paris a Hilton parody. video. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's very funny. It is. Oh, sure. Nutsanddicks.blogspot.com. You can't miss it. Well, it's time for uh, Dick of the Week. Everybody's favorite part of Planet Japan. Now, this dick, uh, he really equals like 10 dicks. Oh, my god. Yeah, gosh. this is like a super dick. Yeah, he's a super dick. He's a then. super dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's in China, and he's a commie. Mm-hmm. You got to watch out for those commies. Yeah, yeah, commie dicks. Commie dicks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is really a horrifying story that uh, came out of China. Apparently, there were um, thirty-one Chinese workers that they found at a uh, brickworks factory. They were making bricks. A brick factory. Yeah, the factory was being run by the son of a communist party official, and. Uh, this, this would fall under the category of, you think your boss is bad. Mm-hmm. This guy treated his workers literally as slaves. Mm. He only gave them bread and water and no pay. No pay? Yeah, I would say working conditions are not very good, and the pay doesn't sound very good either. No. Yeah. Eight of the workers were so traumatized by the experience, they were only able to remember their names. One worker was beaten to death with a hammer for not working hard enough Ugh. before the police came in and rescued them. The uh, survivors had bruises, wounds, and burns all over their bodies. They had been made to carry uncooled bricks, hot bricks, and walk barefoot in the kiln where they baked this the bricks. This is sick. It's horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were guarded by dogs and thugs. So apparently they, uh, the only reason nobody knew about this and that this person got away with it was because he had the big you know, political connection. But the good news is the police did rescue them from, uh, from the factory. But uh, you know, apparently there are uh, job vacancies now at the factory. If anybody <laughs> wants to apply, <laughs> this right. would be the time to do it probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. That's our super dick of the week. Speaking of being beaten to death, I heard something about cane-toed golf. Yeah, what, cane-toed what is, golf. What the hell is that? Well, it's something they do in Australia, and the cane toad is this big, humongous, poisonous toad yeah. that was an introduced species into Australia in 1935. It's kind of cute, though. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you yeah, like toads, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're cute and cute and poisonous. Uh-huh. The way I like them, like and women sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> they were brought in to uh, take care of. The pests in the sugar cane fields. Ah, hence cane the name toad. cane toads. Yeah, yeah, it's not cocaine toad. It's exactly. sugar cane toad. Yeah. What they did, though, is they just ended up taking over. They just took over all of Australia, basically, and then Australia was being run by toads. As is the U.S. at the moment. There you go. <laughs> and so now they're, they have become a pest themselves. They've become a pest because, like, pets and other animals are eating them and, and dying. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, is that uh, animals eat them, and uh, they're dying then. So they they went out then and created this whole new national sport called cane-toed golfing. Right. Yeah. And what you do is you tee off on the frog, and you give him a whack with the golf club. Uh-huh. He flies into the air, lands near the hole, right, hopefully. Yeah. And then he gets up and walks away. Nine out of ten times, yeah. Yeah, it, like yeah. nothing kills these guys. Before, before you even have a chance to put them into the hole. 
Yeah. Yeah. You think he'd at least hop into the hole, but no. So apparently the, away. the animal rights people aren't all all that thrilled about this new sport. No. Yeah. No. Actually, the animal rights organization, they're all upset about this cane toad golf. And they say that instead of trying to whack the frogs to kill them, that instead the preferred method of killing the cane toad frog is to put it in the refrigerator. And then as it gets colder and colder, it becomes paralyzed. (laughs) And then when it's cold enough that it can't move anymore, then you transfer it from the refrigerator to the freezer. And then it's dead. It freezes to death in the freezer. That does not strike me as being very humane. No, if if I was a cane toad, I'd just soon get a couple of wax on the head and get it over with. Well, I mean, at least you could play golf. There you go. You know? Yeah. But I just thought... You know, hmm. Cane toad golf. Are they building like special golf courses for this new sport? I don't know. Um, maybe. You know, <laughs> and I. Who knows? Maybe the the toads like to play golf. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And maybe they enjoy flying through the air. Yeah, and you've seen pictures, haven't you, of frogs in golf uniforms and with a golf club? Oh, sure. It's a popular kind of image. Indeed. So there you go. I mean, you never see a picture of a frog. Delighted mm. to be inside a refrigerator. No, of course not. But you do see them with golf clubs. So this is actually the first time I've ever uh, heard of cane toad golfing. So we'll see what uh, the future holds for the cane toad yeah. and whether they will uh, be allowed to continue in this sporting endeavor. So, Amy, have you ever been shot? Uh, just a couple times. Only a couple times? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you? Uh, never had the uh, Never had the pleasure, no. Now, a lot of people are not being shot these days because they are smart enough to protect themselves with a bulletproof clothing of some kind. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem, of course, with bulletproof clothing is that it's just not very fashionable. <laughs> it wouldn't be fatigues, no. for example. Yeah, it's just yeah. kind of ugly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a Mr. Caballero from uh, Bogota, Colombia, has made a fortune with his company, which uh, designs and manufactures designer bulletproof garb, if you will. Oh, wow. Do you think they have thongs? Possibly. You know? They've got Hmm. just about everything. They've got your basic jackets, of course, and then they've got evening wear and whatever you need. Bikinis? Perhaps. Although bikinis, you would think, wouldn't really cover the vital areas, necessarily. (laughs) (laughs) But he has created a market in places uh, around the world where there uh, there are high levels of violence, and uh, people, especially uh, VIPs and other people who might be targets, have uh, gone crazy uh, buying his uh, designer bulletproof stuff. So now you can get Louis Vuitton bulletproof suits? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Now, uh, unfortunately for Mr. Caballero, the violence in his home country of Colombia is way down. Oh, is it? So the market is down for him there. All right. But he says he's uh, happy to report that violence is way up in Venezuela and Mexico. I see. So new markets uh, for his company are opening up. Wow, that's Which great. is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For him, yeah. He says, unfortunately, you would think Iraq would be the perfect place for mm-hmm. his company. But he says, no, they're just uh, not into the whole fashion thing there. They just want the basic oh, bulletproof stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now, just in case you're thinking, gee, that might be an interesting company to work for. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a career change, right. you should probably be advised that before he'll hire you, he says you got to let him shoot you oh. with a gun. Oh, dear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To demonstrate how effective the clothing is. And <laughs> if it's not effective? <laughs> One time he says uh, it, it wasn't quite as effective as it should have been. Oh, dear. He said uh, once before uh, he had perfected <laughs> 
his clothing. He said he shot his partner, I should say his former partner, <laughs> with a 38 millimeter, causing him severe bruising. For 15 days, he could not smile. He could not sit down. He could not do anything. Ooh. Wow. But he says things are better now. Hmm. <laughs> Think he got work, workman's yeah. comp for that? I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. His lawyer has been shot four times by him. Wow. Yeah. You would think mm-hmm. the lawyer might want to look for new clients. Yeah, you would yeah. think so. Well, I'm glad we don't need that stuff here in Japan. Uh, yeah, not yet. I, I feel pretty safe. So, to our listeners, if anybody is out there and they're feeling vulnerable mm-hmm. and they uh, they want to protect themselves and feel you know like they're being fashionable at the same time, mm-hmm. this is the guy they want to get in touch with. Do you think they have anything for cows, you know, like butcher-proof uniforms? Uh, quite possibly. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, they know they're going to get killed. Indeed. So if they could wear something that would protect them, then Indeed. that'd be good. That would be good. Yeah. Now, uh, if you're in uh, Mexico City and uh, you're looking for his fashion, you can go to his new boutique. Oh, boutique. Lo- boutique, located uh-huh. right there between uh, Tiffany and BMW. Oh, right. <laughs> Naturally. And uh, coming in October, he'll do his first Paris runway fashion show. Oh. That'd be nice. I see. Yeah. Nice. He's been talking to some people in the hip-hop industry, and uh, he thinks hip-hop could be a big market for him. Exactly. Well, there you go. Well, that's interesting. A- interesting job. I really look forward to, uh, you know, seeing mm-hmm. this stuff. Indeed. Yeah. Maybe purchasing some for myself. Because although I like to think everybody loves me, mm. I think out there somewhere is one person who just doesn't like me. Okay. Well, you know what? I think uh, we've come to the end of our rope, so to speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Time to wrap things up and... Head on out. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Don't forget that you can uh, check us out at the website at planetjapan.org or send a message to us over at planetjapan07 at gmail.com. And we'll close out the show tonight with a song called Leaving for Good from a great Japanese band called the Plastic Soul Band, brought to you courtesy of the Ponsafe Music Network at music.poncho.com. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. ほつれたバッグを買ったね。たどり着いたこの街も今は懐かしい。夜の風まだ詰まった空て。夜明けは光の数だけあって。Yes, I'll be there. And you be somewhere. まとなってはどうでもいいことなんだけど長すぎる迷路にいつか出口を探すことも忘れ Yes, I'll be there And you'll be somewhere I'm not going to be there I'm not going to be there